Welcome to Weekend Coffee Girl, the podcast for thought-provoking chat over boozy coffee and stiff pours. I am celebrating my first podversary, and I'm very excited about where the podcast started, why I started the podcast, and where it is now. It was a huge leap of faith for me to sit down and commit to starting this podcast. One, I am very ambivalent. It takes me a long time to make decisions. And even even with things that I really want to do, I still take my time. And although I'm very ambivalent and I like to make sure I've considered everything, and sometimes I'm a little wishy-washy, that's kind of what ambivalent means, but whatever. I take my time and I try to assess everything from the 30,000 foot level all the way to sea, to sea level. And I make my decisions accordingly. And although I'm ambivalent, when I make a decision, it is always the right call. So I was very much in need of encouragement because I knew I wanted to do this podcast and I needed a little boost. And the two people that boosted me and cheered me on were my siblings. So I'm very grateful that both Damien and John A were at the ground level of the podcast and very helpful to me. And then there's my child. So when I shared with my daughter that I was going to start this podcast, she too was very supportive. And she went through every episode with me. I mean, she would see me writing notes and asking questions and asking her, you know, how did this sound? Did it sound weird? Do, is my voice too nasally? Like, what do you think? And she would always give me very constructive feedback in addition to being my cheerleader. Last year, we were all geographically separated. And I know that it was heartbreaking for a lot of us that like to travel and do things with family and friends. But last year was that year that we were in this weird ass holding pattern And I felt like I needed to do the podcast because I was completely by myself. We were trying to figure out our next move as far as our social lives and balancing school and a very toxic and demanding work environment. But we've made our way. And I know last year I was doing episodes every week and this year I've slowed down quite a bit. And that's okay. I think that I needed to do weekly episodes, whereas now I need to do monthly episodes. So I'm going to a place with this podcast where I am doing more solo episodes. When I first started, to be honest, I was terrified to be in this podcast by myself. So I needed other people to cheer me on, to support me, to have a conversation with. So I'm not doing that as much anymore, and I'm doing more solo episodes, but I will have guests going forward. And I think that is a part of, I mean, it's natural. It's normal to be nervous. It's normal to to step out and do something out of your comfort zone, but you need people to do it. And that kind of ties into the reason why I started the podcast. I need people. People need people. 
I want to answer three questions that I've gotten a million times about this podcast. And I hope that you all can appreciate my answers. And if you don't, call me, text me. Let's talk about it. I will say that I'm grateful for everyone that has listened to every episode or even one episode. I'm grateful for everyone that shared episodes and told their friends that I have a podcast and supported me along the way. I'm grateful for all of you and I thank you all for your support. So the three questions that I want to answer. Number one, the question that I've gotten, it feels like a million times is question, a question about my daughter. How did she and I develop a relationship in which she can speak her mind and her thoughts are not taken as disrespect? So my answer for that question is twofold. One, she's going, my daughter works, lives, loves, learns everything with your children. So if I don't teach my daughter her boundaries and to speak up for herself, And if my kid can't be comfortable talking to me at home, the safest place that she will ever be, the fuck are y'all doing with your kids? Your kids can't speak their mind? Is it, is the only time that they speak their mind considered disrespect? Now there's a fine line here and I get it. Um, I know a lot. I was raised in the baby boomer culture where we just obeyed our parents. And even though we knew shit was fucked up, we were just rocking and rolling with the bullshit that they told us. And we didn't like it. We all had that little thing in our gut that was telling us, "Eh, maybe that's not right, mom and pops. But we went with it. And I have always thought that is the stupidest shit on the planet. So my daughter has always been able to speak up and tell me the things that she doesn't like and reinforce her boundaries because it's important. It's healthy. Like what the fuck y'all doing with your kids? The kids can't be mentally healthy. They can't have boundaries. So my daughter and I were talking a few days ago and she says, you know what? I'm going to cuss so-and-so out. I turned, I looked at the phone. I said, Who you going to cuss out? What you going to say? I need to know all the details because I needed to know two things. One, what the conflict was. And two, if I needed to have her back. And it was a very, you know, a very funny story along with that. But she managed it. She didn't need me. She knows when to speak up for herself. My kids got it honest. Everybody knows I got a slick ass mouth. I got some one-liners. I'm witty. And I will get your ass together real quick. My kid has that honestly. But that's not what boundaries and having your kids speak up means. It means that if you are putting your child in a situation in which they feel uncomfortable, they should be able to say that to you. And you should be able to have a conversation with them about it. It's too easy. It's it's just too easy. I remember when my daughter was maybe about seven or seven, eight or nine years old, somewhere in there. 
And I was doing a lot of activities, meeting different people. And I had friends who had kids that were somewhat the same age. And of course, we we all have this natural desire for our children to be friends with our friends. You know, if my friend has kids and I want the kids to be friends. My daughter told me around that time, she's like, Mom, I don't want to be friends with those kids. I want to find my friends organically. Your friend's kids are corny. And I don't want to be with them. So I never forced those friendships on her. I never did. After that, I was like, hmm, really? And I got to thinking about some of my own childhood experiences where You know, my mom and dad were friends with people and they put the kids together thinking that it would be a good match and, oh, we're friends and our kids can be friends. And it was always detrimental for somebody. Somebody's kids were really bad and unruly. Somebody's kids were, you know, inappropriate. It was always some fuck shit. And I just never, after my kid told me how she felt, I had to sit down and reassess everything. I had somewhat of a total recall of things that happened during my childhood. So it was nothing for me at that point. So my daughter has never hung out with my friend's kids unless there was an organic connection. And I will tell people, my kid doesn't hang out with your kids. She doesn't hang out with my friend's kids because she's always said, that everybody's kids are corny. Take it or leave it. It just, roll with it for me. I love it. That's one of the things that I've always loved about, about my daughter. I want my daughter to be free. I want her to be whole. I want her to be happy. And I think that a part of getting to those places is being able to express yourself freely. So that is why my kid and I have the relationship that I that we have. That's all I ever wanted for her. I hope that answers your question. And if it doesn't, call me, text me, you know, hit me with the Kim Possible. <laughs> we can talk it out. The second question that I've gotten about a million times, um, is about the guy that was on my sex positive episode. And he talked about being a dom and his relationships growing up. And he stated on the episode that he got into a relationship at 16 with a woman who was 20, got married, had a baby, um, and then had a couple of marriages you know, in a row. And he was talking about all the things that she taught him sexually. And I said in the episode, yeah, because she's an adult. And the question that I've gotten over and over and over again is why didn't I address the impact of that first relationship that he had? So I want to say this, that episode went about six hours And I cut it down several times because we talked about so many different things. So one thing I want to make clear, and I I appreciate this question, is gender notwithstanding, 
If an adult fetishizes, preys upon, and grooms a child for sex, it is absolutely wrong. It's wrong. I know there is some weird fuck shit ass double standard when it comes to holding women accountable when they do this to to male children. I don't know why it is. It is not a badge of honor. It is not, oh yeah, you you know, she hooked you up. No. It it, it can't be that way. It has to be the same thing. It has to be predatory rape behavior. And my guest on the episode shared what he wanted to share and what he asked me not to share. I simply did not. But I am in the school of thought that believes gender notwithstanding that people who adults who fetishize, prey upon and groom children for sex are simply predators. So I hope that answers the question. I mean, I got that question a million times, but I truly hope it answers it for everyone. The last question that I've gotten about a million times is about the sex positive episodes and if I will continue that series. So my plan was to continue the series. However, life lifed on me and some things in my employment agreement changed. So I have not released those episodes. My plan was to put them on Patreon. And if you wanted to hear some of those episodes, because I did have more guests and it was really, some of the episodes were really raunchy. Um, You'd have to pay for it. Some of you pay for sex work anyway. So paying for the Patreon, subscribing to it um, shouldn't be a problem for you. And that's, that may sound like shade, but it really is not. Just trust me on that one. One thing I wanted to share about me and this podcast is I have learned a lot about myself. I did not know that so many people enjoyed having the podcast. I didn't know that. I didn't expect the support that I received And I still get a lot of support, but I truly wasn't expecting to be what it is. I realized from looking at all of the stats that my target audience are men. And every man that I've, you know, that I've I've talked to about the podcast and they've given me feedback, they say something that's so weird for me to understand. I'm never going to accept this. My voice is soothing. Really? I'm never going to accept that. I mean, gee, thanks, but really? I don't see it. I don't feel it. But it's nice to know that I can hold someone captive and have a conversation or share things with someone and get some feedback later on. I love the text messages and the emails that I get after an episode. They make me feel really good. And I love to continue those conversations. I feel as though the art of having a decent conversation 
has gone by the wayside. I don't necessarily think it's dead. I think we take the short, we take shortcuts. Here's what I mean. I roll my eyes to the back of my damn head anytime someone tags me on a social media post about a meme that is not well-developed, it's unrealistic, it's toxic as fuck, and it's really fucking corny. A meme such as, what would you do if you came home and you found your spouse in the bed with a, a person of the same sex? Your spouse makes $50 million a year and you make $38,000 a year. Would you leave? What kind of corny ass shit is that? What is wrong with y'all? And then you have five, 600 comments and people are, you know, just, just espousing the most toxic, silly, immature, ill-formed thoughts with zero critical thinking skills applied. And I just can't do it. Those are not conversations to me. I just can't do it. I can't. Don't tag me in that crap. It's silly. Just say you fucking hate women and move on. And I say it that way because there is always the bashing of a woman in these comments. And I'm thinking to myself, you let a made up ill-formed scenario bring you to that place, it's because you're already there. I don't like those kinds of things and I don't feel as though they're conversations. I feel as though the episodes about HBCU homecomings and the sex positive series were conversations and my episodes about, you know, underrated bars, lines, lyrics, and limericks. We are having good dialogue where we're sharing our ideas. And even when we don't agree, the conversation still moves on. There is never any disrespect applied to anyone. I'm simply sharing my ideas. You are sharing yours. If we are in a place in which we disagree, we still find that common ground. And what I loved about, what I love about conversation is there's always room for growth. But I don't think you grow from analyzing memes that are so ill-formed. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know I'm not. But I love having great conversations. And this past year has taught me about conversations. Today, I went by my boss's house and I had a glass of wine with her and a piece of chocolate. That's her thing. And she always offers that to guests in her home. And we sat on the veranda and we talked and we drank a glass of wine and we just had a conversation. She shared ideas, I shared ideas, and it felt really good. It was productive for work, of course, but it was really good to just chat. And that is why I started this podcast. And I hope that that is the continuing theme of my podcast as it continues to grow. One thing I'm going I'm going to challenge myself to do is do a live broadcast of the podcast on my YouTube channel. I see, I see people do it all the time and I'm not a big I love to watch other people. I love to see their mannerisms. 
how they say words, their body language, all of those things. But I'm really being honest here and being very vulnerable that I know I make some fucked up faces when I hear stuff. I don't like. It just, my face just. So I don't know how well I would do on, on a live broadcast, but I know it's something that I need to try. And I want to do it um, as I read some excerpts from my book that I wrote called The Things My Grandmothers Used to Say. So we'll see how it goes. That is a big deal for me. And let's see if I can actually pull it off. I have great backdrops and a beautiful setting at home. Let's see if I can do it. I have, I have all the equipment, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I truly enjoy this podcast. I love sitting down to write notes and create content and push my own creativity. I am very creative, but I'm also very process oriented. And I love to just follow the rules of the land. I'm an SOP kind of person. So I'm not always as creative as I'd like to be because I'm so busy following processes. But I am creative in the in the sense that I love to think about things that we could talk about and things that, you know, would make great content. So I am open to a lot of things, but I truly love this podcast. I love all of you for listening and supporting me, for laughing at my fuck shit jokes, um, taking the snark that I am. I mean, I'm very snarky. I say all kind of snark shit. Um, I got a lot of flack for calling Shaq corny. So I'm gonna call him corny again. Cause he's fucking corny to me. I still love Shannon Sharp. I refer to the World Wide web, the internets as Shannon Sharp's internet. I know some people call it Beyonce or Michelle Obama, but I love Shannon Sharp. Life has been really, really good for me in 2021. And I know the year is almost over, but I've had an amazing year. I have stepped out on, you know, just very small leaps of faith with one toe out and then it became a fuck it. I'm going to put both feet out and jump situation. And life has been very good to me. And I want to include you guys and all of that good stuff that goes on in my life. So continue to listen to the podcast as I share some of my stories from 2021. Thank you very much for listening to Weekend Coffee Girl. And thank you for joining me on this episode.